Welcome to the Cryptomaniacs Podcast. Join Taskmaster 4450 and John G. Olson each and every week as they dive into the crazy world of cryptocurrency. If you are new to crypto or you've been through a few bear markets in the past, this podcast is for you. It's time to start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, it's time once again for a recurring guest. This is a this is our mission uh, after episode 100 is to have some of the legends of the Cryptomaniacs podcast. It's definitely not Task and I. I mean, let's be brutally honest. We're we're just the sideshows, right? You ever notice that? Like people don't come for us. Not at all. <laughs> I mean. Uh... Look at our Friday episode versus Tuesday episode. It's like we get like 500,000 on Friday and we get what, about 32 million on Tuesday. So, I mean, it's obviously not us. Well, it's definitely not me. It might be, it might be task, but it's, it's, it's definitely for our guest welcoming back the creator, the developer of Exode, Lindos, and then we're going to do a little uh, golf clap for you. Welcome. That's Welcome, you, sir. <laughs> is this this is number three or four for him? I think it's three. He, three? he, he hit us up like twice in three weeks or something, so he was, he was pretty quick there, and then I think he had another one, so I don't know. Did you I get your badge? That. Lindos, did you get your badge? Yes, yes. I saw that I had one. Yes, and I'm very pleased. And now I'm going to to ask to pick the on all the social pages on Hive to to know how to select the badge that you want to put first and the badge that you want to put second and to have more value uh, to display our, our badges because now I'm interested in that. And and yes, thank you for that. And I wanted to say that uh, it's a honor for me to be here because. Uh, you are doing that and doing great service to the blockchain and to our community here. And uh, it's always nice, you know, to be gathered together in, in this, in this objective, to talk about the blockchain, to talk about blockchain gaming, and to talk, of course, about Exad, because I can talk about Exad all days and nights of a, of a year, if we would let me know. Oh, so we thank you for this honor. It's great to be here with you guys. And I look forward to this moment. We're sorry, Exo. We should have mentioned before we went on air. We're not talking about Exo today, Lindos. We're just going to talk about the collapse in cryptocurrency pricing. Oh, yes, right. That's fine. Now, look at that face. He's been watching every tick over the last 48 hours. Um, I mean, John watches that stuff like oh. that. Dude, yeah, and and while I'm refreshing uh, my MetaMask, I think it's actually not the thing to do because um, you can just let this pass over and continue doing what you do. Yet we have what we have always done, but you know you are doing that too. Uh, yes, there is a beer market of sorts at the moment, but actually I was going to say uh, something that is not true. I was going to say, but I don't care. I just walk the same way. But it's not really that, of course. I take a look at it and say, oh, what happened again? <laughs> Why are people selling believing? Oh, no, I don't want Bitcoins. Oh, no, I don't want that. Or what? I don't want... Why is it dropping the currencies like crazy uh, and making other people fear about it? But the truth is, uh, this is away from us. I mean, that it's, it's not exactly um, the high powers that be that determine the, the future of the other big currencies on there. And and they are doing their thing for others that are called systemic thing in the world. And ourselves, we are building. We, you know, we are, we are working on what we do. And the beer market is not bad for us. Uh, I mean, we price our assets in USD and nothing has gone down in Exod. So I don't think anything has gone down also in the real value of, of things and items that are priced in USD. So we just continue building value. So, and the beer market is actually an opportunity for people to enter the blockchain normally. And we, we never have enough people on blockchain, so to speak, or enough people on Hive. So it's time to board, guys. It's time to take Hive coins 
I've multiplied by um, it weight over three dollars one time last year, something like that. About two, it, it, it quickly rise and just rise. Um, so in the comparison to to Bitcoin, so time to take some altcoins, guys. Well, I imagine you look at the uh, crypto market, you say oy vey, and then you go back to writing code because that's what you do is you write code and you get back to developing and building. Um, by the way, before we get into the game, did you uh, send out the the links to uh, the feed to your, your, did John send those to you to get your Twitter links out and stuff to your following? I, I told them to check John's Twitter. Okay. So I thank everyone. I thank all the people on my Discord to do that. So uh, okay. some will wake up later. Some will come. Oh, well, I forgot there was something going on. <laughs> but well, I if they want to chat. The chat here. Yeah, if they, if they want to chat, they can go uh, to um, YouTube. Sorry, it took me a second there. I had a little bit of a brain fart. You, you so I'll put the link up there. Twitter, John? Yeah, I, I well, I didn't put it on Twitter. I just put it in... Um, in chat there that you can't see because my image is in front but um i'll put it out there oops no geez i'm just i'm full of it today look at the, the, the people that are listening to the podcast are not seeing my amazing technical display right now but uh there we go um, hey, give, give john a break he's only probably been awake for about 22 minutes i mean it, it's one hour exactly literally an hour ago yeah <laughs> one hour yeah. You know, and, and, and Alindos is, is, you know, ready to eat dinner. Yes. Well, it's, it's not my fault about time zones. Like, I didn't create these lines no, in didn't. the sand. And, you, know. you, you, you were just the one who decided to move all the way as far left as you could go without a life raft. Dude, it's uh, sunny here, I guess. That's my, it's cold, but it's sunny. So uh, it here. is May so after too. all. I mean, you mm -hmm. know. So did you did you get that link, Windows? Um, I shared in... it on our, on our Discord too. Uh, okay. To from the chat uh, to the right here. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. I just I. Sorry. Sorry. A. There's my Canadianisms coming through. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, no. So so I, I guess we dive into it. Um, other because I know I don't know about you guys, but I could sit there and talk about the bear market all day. I you know <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so thrilled with crypto Twitter these days. You know, talking about how you know everyone's working at McDonald's again. Like like come on guys, get a new joke. You know, like it's ridiculous. Anyways, um, I, what what's going on, man, with you? How you? It's been it's been a couple months since you've been on. What's uh? Uh, but we must face them with 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 uh, with rerolls and, and things. So of course we have to break more coins to do that. But ultimately, the solution to be a market for project owners is just to be more value. It's it's the right time to to launch things. But uh, in that we never rush into selling. You know, I've never rushed into beta. I've never rushed into raising a new collection or selling something new. In fact, we haven't. We have hit the booster sales uh, at some point last year. We have never made something new to sell because I wanted to capitalize at first. But for many project owners, it's also time to sell things because you just have more crypto coins. So for project owners, it's time to create, it's time to sell. For people, it's time to take high coins. So it, it's really um, something a bit difficult for people owning a lot of coins because say, they see a lot of value going down, of course. Of course, so it's time to have uh, put up your security measures with having some use to take points back. And it's, it's time to continue to be. Blockchain is not going to go away. I mean, the public ledgers are here, our websites are here, the servers are here. It's not going down. Yeah. So let's when, continue. When, when you say value, build value, that, that can be a very arbitrary term. You as a game developer what does that mean to you and what do you focus on when, when you say okay i need to add value to exode uh where where does your mind go to focus with that what is it with the way you develop the game itself is it the marketing of the game is it the network effect in the ecosystem that you're looking to build where does your mind go to when we say build value for exode Ah, yes, that's, that's really a, a good one because actually the, the term value in my mind does not have the same term as for marketing people or the people out there. 
because uh, in blockchain, you know, for everyone, the public ledger is the same. If if I say that someone has an NFT, it just means that they are they are a set of characters in the blockchain saying you have something. So in itself, uh, this set of characters on the blockchain have no intrinsical value. What gives it value is what you can do with it, uh, how it interacts with everything, including other people, how it interacts in a game. So when I say I build value, it means that I build value for the NFTs of people, I build utility for them. And when I say I do that, it is because, you know, um, it is wrong to be um, always believing you have some, you are right in everything. So I often thought about it and I compared myself to the games and recently I had many information that told me that, yes, these ideas that were into results since the beginning are actually turning out to be actually good compared to the games. I, I, if you allow me, I will try to explain that a bit because it may be very complex to understand the first that we need a few words to set that up for, for people to understand themselves. So, uh, I take any game. Um, in a game, you in game you play, you trade something, can be a currency. So in that case, of course, the currency, if you create it directly, then people want to sell the currency to change it for uh, something else that, that they can use. So the only objective of the currency in this case is to be sold. So of course, uh, this doesn't go well <laughs> often. So uh, this is uh, the first thing about Ponzi games, for instance. They have no duration in itself, so they must build something. And sometimes they sell too fast, and they haven't built something yet. They haven't built enough duration in their utility, so uh, it, it can fizzle. Uh, and then yeah, there are games where you can produce things with, with your stuff. And as I call these games layered. This means there are several layers of utility. Uh, there are very few games like that. But uh, I know I've seen that Exod is one layer, but there are other games, of course, which are layered, fortunately. But I've seen that when you have layers, but all the market is identified, meaning there are resources which are known. Uh, for instance, there is one resource that is called metal, and people are selling metal. Then if there are two people trying to sell metal, of course, the thing goes down in value. So the fact that in different resources, let's say 10 resources, 10 different resources, or 12 or 20, as long as you have more sellers than one in any resources, it does down in price, of course. Uh, so uh, the thing which is different in exact is that players will be able to design their own resource and are the only ones able to produce it on their own planet. This means that every single resource in the game uh, can have its own, cannot be directly compared with uh, one another in the sense of saying, oh, I will take that from that seller because it's just the same thing, the exact same thing, and, and the price is better, so I take that, that there. So this means that the dynamic market of Exod uh, does means that the value can go up for something. There's no direct competition among sellers. It is more intricate than that. And this means that every layer in Exod will interact with the things you sell to give it value. So it's not just one seller of metal compared to another seller of metal and we take the, the, the one who sells it at this price. It is, uh, you have to compare all, all kinds of utility on a resource. And this will prove, of course, it's very complex. So for gamers, they are not yet focused on that. But as a project owner, this is something that was in the design of Exod that I, I really, found out that will make the game last on the market interesting because I only with that. If the price of something goes down, then you earn less. If you earn less, your return of investment takes more time. So your risk increases as well. So for a player with things like, not just like as a player, but who wants to invest, need to earn less, yes, assets, uh, this is an important information on myself. I have to be the protector of that value. I don't want people to lose value. As long as I can have ideas to make that happen, I don't want people to lose value. I would feel very bad if this happens. What, so what here, go ahead. Yes. I was just going to say, uh, so what do you do first and foremost to try to prevent that? Uh, obviously, there, as we know, there are swings in markets. 
especially a very non-liquid market, which, you know, a lot of the cards are. The game is still uh, in very early stages of development. You don't have a ton of players, per se. So how do you maintain or what do you focus on specifically to try to maintain that value for those who've invested and started playing the game already? So it's true that Exod already took value, um, perhaps also to the good community or what was there as far as features go in Exod already, because things have, haven't earned any value yet in Exod, despite, despite the fact that I have to release layers step by step. So it takes time. And sometimes I see something that is not working the way I wanted because we want also an immersive experience, we want something fun to play. And sometimes I have to refine that, so I lose more time into it. Uh, I think players um, are, are really, um, there is something in Exod is that players have a varied collection. There are 380 different cards on place. There are, um, I release, when I release features, uh, I already see how it interacts with the collection and people can anticipate what it will become and they see the little niches appear for every single car. In Exod, there are 18 factions. There, are, there is a synergy system in a faction. That means that you want to have more cards of one faction. You don't want to have less cards in a faction. And when I read the faction power update, uh, it was uh, two weeks ago, uh, the people could see how many cards they had in any faction and how much faction powers it was giving to them and uh, how much faction coverage they had. So this encourages them to collect more. So of course, there's a collector aspect, but you also may want to, may want to choose which factions you want to focus on. The sufficient system is only one thing. There is also a question of skills in cards. There are colonies, there are roles, which means uh, so the job to give to your characters. In a colony that depends on their skills. So everything it has with each other. Every card becomes its little niche. So you have this card, this card which can become the good colony administrator, this one which can become the good scout, this, this one which could become the good guard. And you have also access to all these basic features just with a starter. So it's okay to play with $10. It's okay to reinforce your deck as well. Uh, so far, I haven't been put in danger regarding the features planned or the value in the in player collections. That does not mean that I'm going to rest on this, of course. I must continue working. I must even deploy features faster because this is something that I would like really to, to do. But it's working. It's really working. It's good to see or to try to understand why it works so as not to break it. I'm really positive about exactly notice <laughs> because um, you know it's like when you work something that seems to be a bit more important than yourself. You know what I mean? So you 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 see that finally the concept you had, the vision you had, you are working uh, for it. You are not exactly working for yourself. You want to to make it complete as well, and it seems to to be a rewarding experience uh, as a project owner, as a creator, uh, because uh, it seems to stand well on its own. I, I also think we are in a good community here because if there was people complaining all the time, but where is Play to Earn? Where is Play to Earn? I want Play to Earn now. Where is that? Where is that? It would be very stressful. But we have a supportive community as well, and I don't want to break that either. When we spoke last time, you you seem to have a very measured approach about things. You're, <clears throat> you're not operating under a sense of urgency. Now, that doesn't mean that you're dilly-dallying around. It's just you're not rushing things. You're taking your time. You understand the process that's ahead of you and, and your development timelines. And obviously, you convey that to your community members. And you're not looking at and this is probably most important, you're not looking at growing too quick and too fast because that, like you said, can lead to all of a sudden everybody saying when, 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 when's this next phase coming in and things of that nature. 
Are you content right now with a small but dedicated community understanding that, uh, and maybe there's a second question contained in here, that if it's still accurate, you're probably looking at another year of development time before you get to the point where you can open it up to a, a larger audience. Is, is that an accurate assessment of, of Exode right now and over the next year, let's say? So some of it is true. Uh, some of it on the other hand is something I must handle better because I think the players deserve to see some player growth really soon because uh, this will make be this amazing moment of when they see the, the, the value of the investment also explode. And I want to keep people off stage, you know, into exact just saying, okay, uh, you can't sell because there are not enough people to each cards here. Things have taken value because people don't want to sell their cards at the moment. But I, my mission is also to bring players. But at the same moment, if I would have was a large influx of players, there will be different kind of players interested. And, you know, most of the growth in blockchain is done with play to earn, the play to earn the garbage that people give to people and saying, okay, you can log in and earn money uh, 10 minutes after or one more after. So you can invest more than the next hour and get on more and you can invest more than the next hour and get on more and it, it just literally explodes on itself. So I'm, I'm not interested into making it happen like that, you know, being like a Ponzi. And I'm interested in protecting the value of our community as well. But my mission is to bring more players. So uh, what will happen here is that we're still preparing for beta. Yeah, we are written new cards for beta, but I want to complete the features of collision first to activate the full collision rule to, to see that everything fits. Because players, the more you have players, the larger your audience, the more things they want to work. And so I don't need to scale the same reports, you know, you say maintenance reports all over the place. I need to, um, the steps that are planned are to enter beta and larger team and then add players and larger team when we have players to, to make sure that uh, that it stays, stays good and we keep our pace, we keep our progression and we keep our ways to handle the larger community as well. Very so, good. So I, I, go I got a question about um, I remember you mentioning this about the play to earn stuff. And I'm just just to refresh uh, my memory, mostly not who cares about the audience. I'm just worried about me. No. Um, <laughs> so John, we're you, not supposed to say that on air. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are are you are you planning EXO to be play to earn? So there's two questions. One, are you planning to eventually make it play to earn if so or if not you know the reasons why uh but also if you are um what would be are you thinking of creating your own token for it like what's your what's your game plan to roll this out if you are going to do play to earn and if you're not going to do play to earn just the reasoning behind it exactly we'll activate it's play to earn mm -hmm. so, play to, earn, so to, to resume again for for the audience what happens in exact you you take a starter you receive cards you say, okay, I want to start a new game. You put some cards into a starship. One of your cards is your starship, so you put crew members there and cables there. And you begin the game. Then you see what happens. You start an evacuation, we call it that, that way. And you see that uh, things are happening, that the surveys is being shot, that it's very dangerous. You escape. Some people die there and retry, but finally they escape. Right. And then they have a planet, and their planet is theirs. So the play to earn in Exod, contrary to other play to earn that may be immediate in some games, requires you to try to survive a new planet, to mature your game a bit, and then you can start to sell things. And there are two ways to earn things in Exod. One is on your colony, by seeing what you produce. And another is when you earn your game, because then you gain experience and cards, and you can develop your cards the way you see. Still increasing on the niche aspect, I spoke about, you can decide on some traits that those cards will not have, something to add on a character that those cards will not have, and make your card even more unique. And then you can have more value on your cards, so you can sell it. But you can also, while your colony is alive, continue selling what you produce on your colony. So um, when you transact, there is a token that is named Exofuel, and Exofuel will also be 
you can earn it also in other ways. So there's ways to use your collection in what we call evacuation fleets. That is, staking your collection is something that there will be some strategy involved because I've seen how staking works in other games. Um, it can be, first of all, a bit pay to, pay to win and a bit wrong in, in long-term value. So I will try to make staking missions in Exod, but to make it fun which means that, for instance, you have some kind of evacuation mission and you must put cards there, but some also has to play escorts to protect you and you choose with your friends who, who plays escort, who plays the cargo, and you have fun there. I want people to have fun with that because uh, I think it will be fun to play <laughs> to play that way. So there will be other ways to gain tokens as well than just playing. How many uh, people are playing Exo these days? So we have, we have several ways to say that there is about 1,000 accounts in Exod, and people who have launched the collection challenge uh, last time. So this is a good way to see who is really active because these people have to accept to participate into it, that to register into the challenge. And the, we have nearly 200 accounts in the collection challenge at the moment. So this may look like um, not a big player base, but we are still in alpha. And uh, I will say that um, during beta, we'll add players. So what is interesting is that many things have increased value with a very stable population so far, multiplied um, by five or 10 for some things, uh, which is amazing. So that's not the way I should sell exactly because I don't want to attract the people that want to make a lot of money in a day. This, this happens over time as well. But we know that when we add players, there will be an immediate effect because uh, the way the beta question is done is it's very different content. There is something called contract cards, and contract cards which were sold for about $100, for instance. Some have been sold for $1,000 recently, so it took a lot of value on that, on that side. We have not yet sold loans so or other things that normally take huge value when a game takes value. I've seen a sources or proposes because we think that uh, planets could be some kind of player owned lands at some point as well. So it'll be interesting also to see our placements that right there. So is that all done on like Hive, like you're when buying and selling in the market? Is that is is it all is that the currency used for it? Yes, yes, Hive is used there. Uh, and it is a new blockchain we use at the moment for, for blockchain currency and so fuel our token will be also a token uh, based on Hive. Uh, so we, we had talks about, about WAX last year, mm -hmm. we, we talked a lot about that and we reserved a few last boosters for it. Uh, we, we understand that WAX is really a big community here and they are, they are not really used to, to games like Exod. And uh, we wanted to, at some point last year, I had a choice to make between launching on WAX and selling these last boosters, which were not many, or focusing on our team's challenge here and trying to, to address some problems I had in raising our features better. And I thought that the white players would have been a bit um, a bit stressed in the time for us to raise our features and refine them, we would have been put under pressure to to make things happen faster. Uh, I did not have yet. Uh, I, I thought that they would have had to wait a few weeks before we would have the question: Is it picture right now? Because WhatsApp players are really used to that. Uh, also, you have several network things to check and to make sure they are very, very checked very well because. Uh, there are some hackers, so where there. So you have to make sure of many things, and this will cost you some momentum first to finish deploying our features on a colonization loop. Sorry for what players if you are part of the audience, but also players were really looking forward to that. I know I know they could say, hey, I want to, to sell my boosters to white players, I want to sell my cards there, but Really, I want our features to be done first as well. So uh, I, I will, I will get there. I will certainly get there. But when so, people will be happy? There, there was something you mentioned, and I'm, I'm sure Task like kind of heard this too when you said, you know, kind of like the mission is new players. 
new players. I mean, everything can be solved. All problems seem to be able to be solved with more players, more people in the community using the software, using the blockchain, et cetera, et cetera. What are some um, ideas you have, let's say, for getting new people to EXO to get the starter pack, get involved? Um, what are what are some onboarding tactics, let's say, that you're looking into here? One thing that will be, um, you know, when I spoke about work experience, actually, I was I was thinking about the updates that are planned for the evacuation step, which is the first step in Exod, the first gameplay steps that you have. And I thought that there were updates to do that there. So I, I do not want to postpone colonization to work on evacuation, which is the first game scene. But I will update that. And what it will be refined in us, I will get to Epic Games Store, know that they, they welcome indies and creative games. So I will get to them and show them Exod as a game it is. And there will be an in-game onboarding process to the blockchain that will be invisible to them. So Ultimately, this is the steps that I will deploy. Before that, there will be the usual addition. For instance, when we have voice players, there will be a huge boost in players. But we have also to make sure, you know, when you see someone, that you, you can make them understand of how Hive works and participating to Hive as well. So for all players, even if they come from other blockchains, or if they come from an in-game onboarding process, we have them to try to value what they are and what they do on Hive, which means showing them their wallet, maybe implementing some interactions with it, having some notifications of things that we could put in game too. So after that, we will work on that to make them more, to make the blockchain more interactive with our in-game content. So these are plans that I think will be effective as, as much as Exod will be attractive to them. So since uh, there is one thing in Exod, this is the reason why we brought a game manifesto wanted to identify our values very early. Exod is a unique experience and an immersive experience. It's what we want to bring to players. And this quality, uh, which is based on music, on atmosphere, etc., uh, is something that we are trying to keep really at our core values. And I think it will be really nice as a game for players. Often the feedback we have is that, uh, that it's a bit like the game in the 90s, you know, which has a strong identity. The risking was a bit different from another. Uh, we have some of that, maybe because we are indies. So like the people in the 90s who in the game, so to speak, in our garage. <laughs> but we have some of that, and, and people like that. People like to, to find a, a game that's, that is different for them. Just. And it's very interesting that you said that because I, I believe it was John, you mentioned it to me, but maybe it was I, I read it as a comment somewhere. But anyway, uh, came across somebody who was playing Splinterlands for a long time, like seven, eight, nine months. And that person wasn't even aware that this whole other ecosystem existed outside of Splinterlands, which is fine. Splinterlands does their marketing. They bring in people. Those people want to play Splinterlands. But Splinterlands has its own Splinter Talk. They, they have their own blogging platform where you can go and talk about Splinterlands and earn SPT. And this person wasn't even aware of that, let alone 3Speak or Leo Finance or Exode or anything else that that is tied to this ecosystem, and to me, I found that very interesting because I think part of the the idea or the value of a Hive account. So if I come in through Exode, yes, I want to play through Exode. I, I saw a, a trailer that you put together. I found something. I end up on your site. Okay, the game looks interesting to me. But then if you start hitting me up with, but by getting your Hive account. Now, all of us, or your Exode account, or whatever you want to call it, it's a Hive account, but they, like you said, it'll happen in the background, so they won't even uh, be aware of it. By, but by using this, by having this account, you have access to all this other stuff. To me, that's a value added that games and applications and project teams have to do nothing for because it's all accept, accessible with our, our Hive account and our keys. So this idea of 
why not leverage that? And, and Splinterlands, I think, I mean, it's hard to say Splinterlands is doing a disservice to themselves about anything, but I think it does a disservice to themselves when they, they don't lock in their players by saying, look at all this other stuff you have. And yes, you keep showing up on Hive and opening up with your keychain or, or with your Hive signer uh, and logging in. You can do a whole lot more. And oh, by the way, then you're going to see a thousand articles about Splinterlands. And guess what? That'll remind you to come back and play Splinterlands. So it, it ends up becoming like a self-fulfilling uh, proposition. And when you mentioned that, that's the thought that came to mind. It's like we do a terrible job maybe because we get this tribalism uh, about things. And it's like, oh, I'm into Splinterlands or I'm into Exode or I'm into Leo Market Talk or I'm into CTP. And not the cross-pollinization because guess what? It all helps, the, like you were talking about, the value. You know, if John leaves CTP and goes plays Exode, that helps Exode. And also, in a roundabout way, it's going to help CTP in the long run. I think it's true. Um, you know, uh, as Project Turner, our objective is to make a game with an identity, as I said before, because then you attract an audience that is interested in the game maybe it's a game first, but uh, you attract a new audience, meaning some, some people that the blockchain alone, high alone, will not be able to get because you attract them because they wanted a game like Exode, so they come to it. And speakers attract players that want to spread it and so that is the first step that you described. And then there is a second step that you, yes, that you asked about. What do we do? <laughs> we have a community here, they have a big community there. Uh, why are we working each in our closet, so to speak? And how do we open all that? Myself, when I saw the games, I, I, there is a ref, we say reflex in French, so that it may be not be the right word, but there is something that we, we do first, reaction of sorts. I have to, to think, do they have value? What are their core values? As a as a as a Ponzi game, or as a some some indies work on the game, or some professional guys who work on that, who are like married to the games, you know, uh, who don't go uh, with with the money right away, one minute after or the first problem they have, they say, oh, oh, it doesn't work. Okay, we'll make another game in two months. That's okay, and drop all players because I hate this when we happens. This happens a lot. This happens a lot with games that have many players and they drop all people. But I, when when we have problem, we have to face them and try to address them for, for some big time. So, sorry about that, but I have to, to know who they are because uh, there is a concept of metaverse that is often talked about, uh, meaning you have some kind of portal where you can use an asset for something, uh, for another another earning, you have another game. Let's say, for instance, uh, we have a creature in Spitalands that is based on Exod or experience something with Exod and, and things interact with each other. So the metaverse itself cannot happen if games do not have the same kind of, you know, a solid ground, meaning the teams that is dedicated to the games that won't drop the ball uh, if anything happens and something solid in its economy. And many games like this maturity right now. I, myself in Exod, I speak of all the concept work of that world compared to the games. That I, have to, I have to deploy more features, of course, to, to reach that kind of maturity as well. And, and other, other games have this kind of urgency already, or features are complete in terms of features, but they do not have this solidity, so it will be hard to, to metaverse with them. Now, this is for what part of thing which I call the metaverse, but there is another part which is just speaking about each other. And I is a community first. I'd like to say that because that's how I came to drive, basically. When I started, then I saw, okay, there are these guys who I know who are going to hive, which is a new thing. And I was just start going to start Exod, you know, in the instruction before it split. Also, okay, what do I do? Do I go into hive? Do I stay there? Okay, I'm going to have this, this is where the people I know are. So uh, this this means that I did like this because I was feeling into part of a community already. And uh, so we may think, okay, let's drop all kind of business to business things and speak about each other. Let's have something where you could click and have a short games. 
there was the portal named Big Day who did that. They added the games button. It was two years ago. You could click on that and saw that you are assets in several games. And we were one of the first edits, so I was very, really, very really proud of what they did. Yeah, it was a honor that they did. And they did split on us, of course, which is just, just above us. And they did several games. So this was the start where you could say, OK, I have these assets in this game. There is this game as well, and this game as well. I think we should have some kind of plugin of sorts, maybe a proposal. A proposal works really well with that. that We'll add a layer uh, that works on websites that we could add and show what we have in all games. So if someone in the audience is listening, maybe you should come and work on a proposal. I can't propose a proposal myself because people will say, hey, we need you to work continuously on the exam day and night until <laughs> you have everything. But, but this will be a nice proposal to make, actually. And uh, people could make a plugin that we will add. I mean, if you work on a plugin as that, it's longer a business to business thing. We say, okay, Splinternance, if I if I had something about uh, to make a shot out of it, okay, you don't don't need us. But if we do that, what can we? No, I don't want. It's not that I don't want to enter this tool, but I think I does not work this way. It doesn't work with this kind of protectionism of the business. I think it could be nice as a website plugin or a website script that we just include somewhere in a page that is added as a fixed position to the right or left of screen, and people could click on it and say, OK, I can switch game here, click here and switch games, click here and see my wallet in any game, and I will have a view of all those games that exist. I would add, however, uh, before adding all the games that are on WAX or the blockchain, etc., to try to identify games that have shared with some, some of the kind of commitment things that the world I wanted to, to find before, so some kind of commitment, because you don't want to send players into to some kind of traps. They don't need that. They don't need to, to gross hack even more players than they have. So I think it would be nice, yes. What about um, the idea of Splinter Talk? Even without a token, have you thought of, because you have your Discord, have you thought of spinning up a site or, or you know, somehow tying into Hive to give a place where people can post their exode results and, you know, do like uh, Splinter Talk for Splinterlands, uh, do the equivalent for exode where the community of players, because, you know, I'm heavily involved in Leo Finance. John obviously is, is big into CTP. And these are communities that form around finance and investing and business. And, and that's interesting and all, but it's a lot different than, than forming a, around a game, which is of great interest in, and probably of greater passion to people who are following that game than business and, and affiliate marketing and stuff like that. And I think that that would be just such a great community build to where there's like exo talk, dot com or whatever and people can go there and they can do their blog posts about the game you can maybe uh tag some important posts that you know explain things and people can go and ask questions and get get direction and all that type of stuff and and then of course a lot of that stuff becomes eligible even if you don't have your own token they become eligible for hive rewards so now newer people are starting to earn hive and high power and hpd and maybe some other tokens you know some one up tokens or whatever else is out there and that you know helps to immerse them even more into the community not only the exo community but the community that is hive it's a good suggestion because we didn't have that yet suggested to us to to add some ways for people to talk with each other. And Exod is a cooperative game uh, with a lot of layers. Uh, recently, in the two last weeks, I wrote one big expert article every two days to start speaking about all the features that Exod had but never spoke about. But even after seven articles like that, there were still many things to say. Exod wants to be played intuitively, but there is a lot happening behind things that you do, even when you say, okay, I know this resource is just up there, I have 10 crew, I can click there. Well, there are many things that happen when you give an order. So it's really a good thing to have 
talk between our prayers and some kind of self-help mechanics, but also a good thing to have some kind of discovery between prayers because people in the creative game like to help each other. They, they like us to have new people in the alliance and to drop them new cards to give them some gifts uh, and to help them get started by sending them a weapon or something they don't have in the starter. And this, this little gun or rifle or shotgun will be huge for them because some decks are scientific and don't have weapons. So the first shotgun you have is very useful, of course. So uh, we want to work that way. Uh, we have mechanics that allow people to have cards to draw to others, to give to others, but we did not yet, and this is good that you mentioned that, as the mechanics that help people know each other. Uh, so I, I think it's good. I think it's good. I think we would make that happen. John will give you all the insight on how to set that stuff up. He, he's... He knows all the nuts and bolts of it. Oh, yeah. I'm just a technical expert. Technical genius is what they call <laughs> me. That's the, yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, I mean, the, the, the thing that I really like about it, and um, just like you said, it's like people know each other, and that is community. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but like, I really want everyone to win in this crypto stuff, in this blockchain stuff. Like, when and the the side benefit, I mean, you know, and I'm gonna put on my little hive fanboy hat on, but like when I go and like something from Task, I'm getting fifty percent back in my pocket. Like no one loses, right? Everyone wins. So that's what that's what's so attractive to these like gaming models because gaming is competitive. There's supposed to be a winner and loser, but when you when you get down to it, you're owning your own assets. Um, no one really loses there. Everyone's winning. So it's a community. You know the people that are actually winning. You know the people that are, that are doing good. You know these people. You've built relationships with them. And to me, that's that's why gaming on blockchain makes so much sense to me. Uh, we're not putting money into the pockets of the big developers. We're putting money into the community. We're, we're wanting to see other people win. And maybe, hey, maybe it's a utopian society. Maybe we're just, you know, living in a dream world but i i believe it i believe that everyone can win here especially with what you just said is that people know each other people want to see each other no one i don't i don't want to see task lose i want to see him win i hope he wants to see me win maybe he secretly wants me to fail well life. <laughs> I, I i do but my if i can just interject here do you feel the same about blaine uh, well, absolutely. I I really want him to win because uh, well, it's, you do, it's not... you downvote him every opportunity at any. No, he he downvotes me. Okay, let's be. But oh. see, this is it's oh. like so you're the bigger man, right? It's like you oh, know, okay. the, the ha happy wife, happy life. Well, it's it's happy developer, happy life, right? So you want to <laughs> keep him happy. Developers are very um, emotional creatures, let's say. Well, and, and also, Blaine's harder to replace than you. He can find another dude to right. dance on camera. You can find a guy, gecko, geico that'll, you know, that'll dance on camera anywhere. But, you know, find a developer is one thing. No, it's, you know, just going back to that, I think I think that's, that's what's beautiful about... And, yeah, obviously, we're all kind of fanboys of Hive and stuff. But generally, other than the maxis, I think everyone wants everyone to win. Like I really do. I I I think that everyone in crypto, when it comes down to it, no one's like, "Oh, this guy made more money than me," or "This guy uh, has more assets than me." It's like, no, I'm gonna win. They're gonna win. We're all gonna win. And that's why I think blockchain gaming has this massive future. Because, yeah. Well, and, and one thing that's interesting, John, about that going one step further, I have more high power than you. But you kick my ass in Splinterlands in terms of the assets you're holding, dude. It's yeah. a very low bar, so don't. Get do, I know, like you know, like at least I'm kind of competing with you for Hive Power. I mean, uh, I got half of it, but like. You know. But then you don't have anywhere near what I have in Exo. And or Leo, yeah, or Leo, yeah. and I don't have what you have in CTP, and so. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, people start to gravitate to where they like. And and, and Elindos, I, I do have a question for you because I know last time we talked about some different games. And 
I don't know if you have time to follow it, if you're staying up on it, but these guys just seem to be movers and shakers. And I just wanted to get your opinion of CyberX. Have you looked at that? And what are some of the thoughts you see there, if you will? So about CyberX, I've watched it last year, I think. Uh, so where are they now? Because I've tested a few games last year, but I haven't tested CyberX again. I, I don't, they're not, I don't think, I don't they, think they have anything data. out yet in terms mm. of they're, they're about to release their marketplace. They put out a couple uh, uh, videos of, of what they've designed that's, you know, they may have some closed uh, testers. Uh, in fact, I think they do, uh, but they're not open to, to, to general use right now. Uh, but I was just wondering if you followed some of their blog posts. I mean, they post rather frequently and they are giving updates and they seem to be moving in that direction and doing NFT sales and a bunch of different things. So I, I just was wondering if you followed what they were doing. No, it's true that uh, you are pointing at something that I do, which is looking myself up <laughs> into that to work on it. So. Uh, I've tested a few games. I've tested, I've also checked a few things on blockchain, but usually, uh, you know, there is a question I described about what are their values, are they committed, where are they now? And um, I only have a few time to, to continue digging uh, things that are under threat, ready to show this or not committed enough for me or, or try to sell things because before they do things, which is necessary step at some point when you're an indie, but not so much for big companies. You, know, you have to think about it. They, they don't need to sell before they make, because they can make. <laughs> so why are they doing that? So I haven't checked more about Celery, so I don't know much. I, first, I was going to think, OK, is he speaking about CyberX, which is a game on Ive, I think, I remember why. Is that something named as Yeah, CyberX on Cyberpunk environment. So I was going to think that it was CyberX, but now it's CyberX, which is another thing. I, I've been in my cave. <laughs> I've been in my cave. I've been in, in, in the world of the future in exile. I've been working on it, uh, and uh, I did not have yet um, any reason to, to go out of it uh, because we are, we are a team working on things here, and we have always something to do, and something we should have done, but we, have, we haven't yet done. <laughs> so, so I'm late. I'm late on many things. But, you know, it will be still be time to, to catch up. I know, so the last time CryptoMonix asked me, is there any game you have seen that you would like to speak about? Uh, it's it's a bit hard for me to recommend other games until they have shown all the values I want to identify in them. I don't want people to, to go there. But yes, I, I tested a few games in the seen one in the blockchain that should not be named. They don't even use it for the game either because it <laughs> they cannot, cannot all games, but uh, there's uh, layer two, then layer three, so we have another layer invented for something when something does not work, and you make another layer. Uh, it's true, it needs to be, to be done this way, but I've tested them, but I, I don't know if I should really recommend to our community to, to go there. I, I think uh, we should identify the, the good guys, because we are still among good guys, and, and I, I think the good guys saw the values that enable other good guys to, to, to try being good, to try being the good guys too. If it's, this was the case with me, I discovered I saw other players on other projects, and this, this made me participate into it. It was this time since to split announce that we often, often mention and quote on I, of course. Uh, so they showed an example, and, and to me, it. Uh, so the creator was so very open, so we could talk to him. And to me, this kind of spirit convinced uh, me that I could um, find the, my identities there too. So I think we should keep it that way and keep our, our people and I have to build value and then show this value to the outer world. <laughs> uh, and then we'll attract people for the value that we bring. Because there are many people that have different intentions out there. Uh, I spoke once to someone about blockchain and what was happening there and the games that were launching and the, 
the how the project launch and how they would do that and say, oh, they are doing that, this is bad because only 50 players will be happy and there will be 1,000 players unhappy with that. So I wish not. So, but this guy I forgot that he had the marketing background. So he just did the same thing. So, <laughs> so uh, it is a shortcut, of course, but um, people know that there is a lot of money in blockchain. So uh, what we want to know now, say, where is the value uh, with the term value we defined before, that is not exactly money. It is long-term value. So where is the long-term value? And it is what we must try to notify. There is something I would like to add some points. It is a board of excess. It could be cryptomaniacs that would set a game with a score of long-term value that they gave to the game. Uh, what is the, the perceived long-term value, of course, with a score of about 100 or, or some not from one to five. But something that would write something with experts that can say, okay, this game is, is long-term, but is also reliable, so it won't make you unhappy. And we give them four out of five because that, or a three because that, or five out of five. I would like that to happen, actually, to have people know what projects they should be interested in, because they can trust people, and these people need to analyze website with the knowledge that we have on blockchain. And this knowledge, blockchain moves a lot. It moves a lot. Moves. Every week we have something new. And we, we, we start to understand what is long-term value. We need to share that more. Yeah, and ultimately, Absolutely. as John was alluding to, it all brings value to high. And, uh, you know, when you start onboarding, when you start to get loyal people, when you start to have NFTs, when you start to get trading, when you start to get excitement and all that stuff, it all ties in together. And, you know, not everything's going to filter out into Hive in a big way. Obviously, your main objective is to build value in Exo, not to build value on Hive. If it if it helps, that's great. But your focus is is on Exo. Um but, you know, when people have options, they will often utilize those options. And especially if it's in conjunction with what they're doing uh, and the excitement that they get and the rewards they get and the opportunity. And I'm like, John, I, I want to see everybody succeed. I mean, it, it's there's so much possible abundance with all of this, whether you look in gaming, whether you look at what Three Speaks doing or the Speak Network guys, excuse me, what they're doing, whether you look at video creation, whether you look at listeners and, and what's going on with, with John's other project, there's just so much going on that the the potential is enormous for everybody. You know, but what you say, John, that, uh, what you said here, so here it asks that Everyone must must win. Um, everyone can win. I, I saw something happening on blockchain. This was uh, two, two or three weeks ago. So that it was, it was another game. You know about the world news and the world that is a bit in turmoil. And there are, there, there are people on blockchain who took the decision to ban accounts from several countries. Hmm. Uh, blockchain games did that, and blockchain tools did that. Oh, I know what you're talking about, I think. Yeah. So, uh, yes, that is the hot topic of today. So now our viewers need to go up because I'm talking about the hot thing. Uh, okay, I wanted to talk about that because this, this struck me. This struck me very hard when I saw that because, of, uh, I mean, blockchain is a ledger. It is a public ledger. When someone has an FT, it is because it is put there on the public ledger. This, mm -hmm. this ledger somehow belongs to everyone and to no one. So there is no politics in a public ledger it's database of sorts so it's very shocking when people decide to ban a country or several countries because so several countries at once Korea, iran etc all banned together because when i say i need to protect the value of people it means that i won't decide uh, myself to say okay i decide that all these people will be dropped and will have zero value for me it's not the way that I can protect people because uh, people who just uh, trusted me and trust me not to do that. Because the next day I'm French and the next day it could be me. It could be from <laughs> another website. And so all my NFTs go to zero value because I could not use them. So as project owners, this is a shout out 
that I want to make, we have to protect the value of our people, of our players, of our members, and to go all the way we can to that. Mm. So that's a short automatic to make, because this was not an eye. Fortunately, mm. that also that happening. And maybe you'll know if someone in other projects is doing that, but in exact we, we don't want that to happen. Personally, we do what we want to support people everywhere. Okay. Uh, but as a project owner, we must protect our, our members. Mm. Uh, I was really struck with something because I did not expect that to happen in blockchain. Yeah, at least for those countries. I mean, I'm leading the Bank Canada charge on high because, I mean, it's like everybody have, is in Canada. Yeah, you can't have Canadians because we just ruin things for everybody. So. <laughs> you and the Portuguese, you, you stir up so much stuff. Oh, with your, with Eliana, your, don't, don't get on Eliana's bad side. She will your, rage. Your, your, your non-divisiveness. It's like yes. you guys well, are just so neutral. You're... you're, well, you're you know. <laughs> Like, take a side once in a while. Piss somebody off. Yeah, we're pissing off our own people. That's what we're doing in Canada. So, well, that's yeah. that's, that's yeah. every government now, it seems, or most governments mm -hmm. are doing that. But uh, anything else, uh, John? Any questions in the uh, chat? Or, no, uh, no. Um, good crowd uh, on Vim, too, and on... Uh, on Twitter, lots of people were out on uh, Twitter. You might want to drop uh, in Lindas's links uh, to where they can find his game and where they can find him. And it's at Elindos uh, on Hive. Yes, yeah. yes. You can find Exod, which is a science fiction game, on exod.io. Yeah. So, so from the there, up. you just need a starter to play. Maybe I can click on the chat here, it is not the same interface that I use. Oh, yes, right. thank you, Jeff. Yep. And you just need a starter to play that cost only $10. And you can also find our Discord on the website if you want to talk to people first. Uh, Exod is a game on Hive. Uh, it is a game in alpha. Uh, the alpha starters uh, will, won't be sold in beta. And they give special origin cards, special story cards and crew and ship that you can only have here. So it's not a color to just jump in the ship right now. You can have some time. There will be a few weeks before we get to beta because of the work I want to do in the game before that. But it's still a good time to come. And uh, the community will be very happy to have you. It is a cooperative game. And um, we are raising features very often, you can check out the log, you can check resources, and you can check player guides too. So, welcome to Exod. It's a new world, very far from this planet. There's your question right there. Um, when will we see Exod in Wax from the big Lawaski? I love the name. Yes. So, technically, we wanted to complete our colonization loop, which is uh, the game that people play on planets first. And then we'll update evacuation, which is the first scene, the first gameplay, because we want it to be explained better to players. Because mm -hmm. before we want to add players, we want it just to, to deliver on these ideas we already had to put into evacuation, which is showing a tutorial, a new tutorial video, maybe even access to the player guides too, directly in-game, for instance. And when we have done this upgrade, it should be ready for us to apply for for wax uh so it's a matter of weeks because we would want that to happen before beta for instance and beta is aimed a bit in two or three months now because we had some things we wanted to mature first but july august has a good target for beta right now what works to happen slightly before that there you go well, sir, um, thank you again. Um, I, I know we're supposed to do multiple badges for it, for guests to the show, but I'm just giving one badge out to people. It's too complicated for me to give. I don't have a little true badge. No, well, it's, the way it's set up, I can give you little numbers of how many times you can get the badge. And it's, I, 
I just gave everyone one badge. If they showed up, they got a badge. And I'm just, I'm not that smart. I like things simple. So apologies for not giving you three badges. You get the one. Everyone gets one. Me and Tass don't even have one. Like, ah, what's it? You grins my new badge by coming here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, like, I should, yeah, rage quit now, man. Uh, I mean, you know, but, dude, <laughs> it's, 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 it's always good to have you, man. And um, thank you for for everything you're doing for for your community, for the Hive community, for for gaming on the blockchain. I mean, this is uh, this is exciting stuff, and um, I, I think people will be very happy with uh, with your finished product. And uh, everything you've been doing. So, um, you know, I know Task is a raving fan. Um, I have a lot of people in CTP that went over to it and started playing it. So thank you um, for that. And um, thanks for coming by and um, hanging out with us. The uh, the people that no one come to see, Task and John. So Thank you for making me the honor for coming. And thank you for the audience out there. Uh, don't forget to ask questions. We are there for you guys. And thank you for what you are doing here at CryptoManiacs every week because it also makes our blockchain more, more, more strong mm -hmm. and with people knowing each other and each other's project as well. So it's really the thing to do. You, you did the thing to do. You do the right thing. Thank you, everyone. And uh, thank you for uh, Don't worry at exit.io for people who can scroll to find the link here there to find us. Sunset one. For sure. Bye. Thank you, Alinos. Thanks for listening to the Cryptomaniacs podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to hanging out with you again next week. <laughs>